Yeah, we're on. Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey. Oh. Hey. hey. <laughs> Welcome to the show. So we got three movies I know I want to talk about for sure. Yo. Three. We got Kingdom of Heaven. Okay. We've got Blue Velvet. Seen. You didn't watch it? Uh, yeah, I forgot. Oh, look here. Yeah, but you didn't forget. You just didn't do it. The train spotting. How could you forget? Well, I mean, I got a lot on my plate. Did I not just get done telling you about all the shit I got going on? Alright, so. Up for me. I think we're doing everyone a favor by not talking about Blue Velvet. I'm gonna just. You don't need to watch it. I'll, I'll watch it this weekend. No, no, no. Not only do you not need to watch it, oh. whoever's listening, you don't need to watch it. <laughs> Blue Velvet, you can skip past that one. The thing that frustrates me, it frustrates me yeah. about that one is like they talk about it as being one of the greatest films, AFI's like greatest films of all time. Mm-hmm. It is voted like the best film of the 80s. Really? And it's I've just. heard of it. Oh, yeah. I Wikipedia'd it and looked at oh. it. I tried to understand because like I love, I love Eraserhead. Yeah, that's a good movie. David Lynch is... A little real weird. Man, when I first watched that movie, I was in my dorm room. I was going through like a... I wouldn't say it's... I would say it was a drug-induced depressive episode. So it was like... The best way to describe it is I felt like I was living a life uh, that... I felt like... uh, I felt like... I don't know. I just felt numb and dead inside. Like, you know, playing football, I was... You know, just doing doped up sometimes and yeah. just not really wanting to be there, not Sounds going like to, a bummer. It's it's that feeling when you know you're going to class, right? Yeah. Oh no no, it's that feeling when you know you haven't gone to class. <laughs> you know, and the, and the semester grades are coming out, and yeah. you're like, I haven't showed up. I showed up for the first week, and I haven't been since. Uh. And there's a final, and I'm going to go take this final and, like, pretend and try not to look at the professor, and my grades are going to be shitty, and you just feel that anxiety of just, like, everything's going to go to shit, you know? Sounds terrible. That was, like, my mindset when I watched it. So watching it was, like, for me, it was, like, cathartic because it was such a, ah, kind of, like, it was like a fever dream nightmare. And so when I, I watched it alone in my dorm room on my laptop... And it was like it was like an escape from the decrepit despair into this this like hyper realized uh, futuristic despair, and it didn't make much sense. But it it was the first time, not the first time, the second time I ever watched a film where I was like, this is giving me a feeling I don't understand, but I like it, and you it's, got it's that a with weird Midsummer, feeling. Didn't you? I know I got it with Gummo. Gummo. Gummo was the first movie I watched it, and it made me feel something that I didn't have a word for. I watched Kids the other day. Yeah. Like maybe like two weeks ago. That gave me a weird feeling. That gave me a feeling of disgust. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Remember the opening scene? They're like making out, and he's making out with this like ten right. year old, and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, they're kids. They're like they're 13. Kids. They're like thirteen year old kids. And he said, "What does he say? Telly or his name?" Telly. Or he's a jabron. He's dude. such a jabron. Great actor, though. Oh yeah. Great actor. He's yeah. I don't know how how they cast that movie. They did a great job. Yeah, I, I'll tell you a movie he's in. That's a great movie. It's it's him. Have you seen Pineapple Express? Oh yeah. It's the guy. By the way, I quote this all the time. Nobody ever gets it. Whatever. Whenever somebody says uh, 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 safety first, <laughs> I always go and then teamwork. <laughs> Nobody ever gets <laughs> I it. I don't even get it. You don't Is get that it. One of the movie? It's like one small line. I guess the the black dude, the comedian guy, came from yeah. the office. Yeah. Daryl. Daryl, yeah. yeah, is talking to, to Kenny Powers, 
He's like, safety first, and then teamwork. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm glad you mentioned him, because the guy's partner, the white dude, the black dude's partner, the Kitman people in Pineapple Express. The white dude's partner? Yeah, no, the black dude's partner. He's a white dude, he like, oh. loves his wife. And he's oh, like, yeah, the skinny, skinny guy. Yeah, so, so it's, a, it's a movie, it's called... Um, Shit, I can't even remember the name of it. It's Wait a second, what do, how did we get here? You were talking about kids. Yeah, but Telly is in the movie with this guy from Pineapple Express. It's a good movie, you should watch it. It's a. It's something I haven't seen? Yeah, it's something you haven't seen. I feel like that kid was probably in Bully, too. Maybe not, though. No, he wasn't remember in Bully? Bully. Yeah, Bully was with um, the guy who played Jimmy Darmody in That's Boardwalk right. Empire. That's right, another name? good movie. It's good movie. dark, and it's, it is dark. it's gritty, it's... This is the movie show, by the way. Welcome to the show. <laughs> I'm Alex. What's Adam? Uh, and we know yeah. our movies, people. We know our movies. You're in for the ride. Except for I can't remember the name of this. I think it's called like A Man of Violence or uh, He Kills People or something. I can't remember. But it's about a guy. A uh, violent man. What? Nothing. I was just thinking of the. It's about a guy who kills people, but it's like a, a mystery. It's it's pretty good. You should watch it. So so anyway, Eraserhead with David Lynch. Yeah. That was my first experience with David Lynch, and it affected me profoundly. Just the way Gummo did. It's like the t- uh, movies that, that I watched it and I experienced it and it gave me a feeling I couldn't understand or didn't understand. And it's not even a good feeling. It's not really a bad feeling. It's just like I feel like I just learned or experienced or felt something that was uh, some, uh, I don't know how to explain it. I don't think I've ever seen a movie that made me feel that way. Really? I don't think so. I, usually when I see movies and I don't like them, if I don't like the movie, I'll feel disgust. Like, I remember watching a movie when I was, like, 10 or 11 called Wendigo. Wendigo? Wendigo? Yeah. Wendigo? With your Wendigo, Wendigo mustache. <laughs> your greasy hair. <laughs> yeah, but it's about a Yeti, or a Native American spirit, who lives, like, in the area where it's, uh, these two people live, and, like, there's a real weird sex scene, and it just made me feel... I wasn't ready to see it, I right. guess. So, like, that's the only time I ever feel, like... Disgust is when I see a movie like Kids Disgusted Me because it's about kids who give each other HIV. You know? And I'm just yeah, like, yeah, kids. They're all horrible people. It's like these kids suck. Man, and, yeah. And, I mean, yeah, and that's the thing. I've only spent a little time in New York. And when I did it at an older age, like in my mid 20s, yeah. I went and visited. Yeah, I can sense, I mean, because I, you know there's the cool kids. We grew up in Tulsa. Yeah, and Marietta. Marietta. Yeah. And like the cool kids, like, I don't know. I was always like, they're fucking kind of lame but and I don't know if they were mean or not I couldn't tell but the vibe of the kids in the kids movie yeah it was like they were they were actually pretty like I would I, it's hard to I would they were a crew they were a crew it was more like a gang really. yeah it was a like a gang because yeah. they had the skateboard culture yeah, going on and they beat that guy up for no reason they all just gang up on him and kicked the shit out of him you remember that dude and yeah. he didn't even do anything wrong he just like was walking and I think it's that's what the culture of that city is like. I don't feel like there was... It was easier to be in a tribe in New York because everyone was getting anywhere, everywhere through the subways. And if you didn't like someone at school, you knew after school it was like, you all just did your own thing. Yeah, that's true. In the suburbs where we grew up, it was like... I don't know. I had my neighborhood friends and then I had my school friends. Yeah, me too. Because we had to drive on buses to congregate into one area. Yeah. New York, everything's so packed so in together. There are sardines up in there. Yeah. There's just a bunch of breathing sardines. That's where the like HIV waves. loves to fucking swim around, yeah. dude. You get the, the HIV's out there. It is. Have you seen Bohemian Rhapsody yet? 
No, yes, no, I got halfway through it. Dude, Bohemian it's good, Rhapsody. isn't it? No. You didn't like it? <laughs> didn't like it, bro. bro. I loved it. It was great. Ah, I didn't. I you know they were originally going to cast uh, Sasha Baron Cohen as Freddie Mercury. He, he wrote the script. A, that would have been a way better cast. Oh, yeah. He had a whole script, a whole different thing he wanted to do with the really? film. Yeah, but then the guitarist. Brian May. The physicist, astrophysicist? Yeah, Brian May. Who's yeah. the other one? There's Roger Taylor, Brian May, and Deakey, John Deacon. Okay, one of them. I can't remember which one it was. Was like, mm, we're not doing that. It was Brian May. At the, I, like, I know what you're talking about. Baron, Baron Sasha has been, had been working on it for seven years trying really? to get it made. Yeah. It was like a serious passion project. He was going to do Freddie Mercury, and he wrote he the He looks script. like him. Have you seen a picture of them next, next to each other? No, but, I, but he's the type of person where I feel like he could look like anyone. He can. He, he, he was tan, a dictator. Yeah, if you're a little tan, Baron Cohen can look like... Oh, by the way, another great... Uh, this is going kind of off the Richter, but like... Baron Cohen with the... Uh, it reminded me of uh, Philippe de Fatty. You remember that? So Baron, Co Baron Cohen came from the, the uh, clown school. What, what's it called? Buffon. He was a Buffon. Yeah. And it's like... Uh, do you know much about it? Yeah. What is it? It's like being a fool professionally all the time. It's a clown. It's, it's, it's a French clown. Very... Very like they like their bread and baguettes. <laughs> it's an art. It's an art. It's an art of being a buffoon. Yes. For the enjoyment or entertainment. Of others. Of yeah. others. It's like a jester. Right. Yeah. And not and it's not like so a clown like that we'd see at Ringling Brothers. Mm -hmm. The source of that clown would be Buffon. Buffon was the source of all clownly business. <laughs> <laughs> you're a clown. You're also a buffoon. Oh. Yeah. Here's a picture of him. Uh, this is Sasha Baron Cohen and Freddie Mercury side by side. Oh, wow. Isn't they got that weird? Long face. Dude, long face, big nose, the jaw, everything. He would have been great. He would have killed And you it. know what else is funny is that Freddie Mercury, like the way he's depicted in the, um, in the film Bohemian Rhapsody, is much more mild than how he really was. I watched a music video, um, Living on My Own by Queen. It's on YouTube at his 39th birthday party. They depict it in the movie. But it's nothing like it really was in the movie. There's dudes dressed like completely almost naked, like swinging their dicks around. Freddie Mercury's dressed like a king. He's just like smoking a cigar, making all these faces, a bunch of cocaine, you know, a bunch of drugs, all that kind of thing. And the movie doesn't depict any of that. They just show him as like... So that was a real video that you saw? I can show it to you after the show. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's awesome. It, but the movie It's an awesome show. video. I'm not gay or anything, yeah. but, it, but it's, it's cool wild. to see. It's wild, dude. It's cool to see the way he lived and he's such a individual you know what i mean he was so yeah. unique for the time like uh, no that's one was I, openly gay you know what i mean that's what i admire about the gay community like you gotta be a powerful guy you gotta be strong there's power there's bottom with them. <laughs> <laughs> there's strong ones there's i mean they're all they're all expressively themselves yeah you know it's like it's cool and uh my wife has a cousin who tell me if you can wrap your head around this i just find it interesting so he's gay right he became a lady to sleep with ladies. That's right. He's not gay. No, no, wait. He's, he's okay. not gay. So he's not gay. He's not gay, but he became a woman. He transitioned to a woman. Okay. So she now sleeps with females, but she's a woman. Right. So it's a woman in a man's body. It's a woman in a man's body who, who wants transitioned to sleep. Yeah. into a woman. Right. So she was, she's, she's transgendered. She's transgendered, but she sleeps with women. Yeah, she's a lesbian transgender. I've done a lot of thinking on this. Yeah, that's, that's strange to me. I thought about it. I was like, what if you were a guy, right? Right. And you were gay. Gay guy. 
but you you were a woman. So you so wait, inside your mind. So you got you got wait. So you're a gay guy, but you're a woman inside your mind. Yeah, that would just make you normal, <laughs> right? Not normal. I mean, yeah, what's that normal? Was, oh yeah, that is that's that would about, make you that would equal it out. That's what I mean. It's, yeah. it's, it's, anyway, th- th- that's that's a thing. It's a you know this this climate today. It's strange, man. It's 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 is it is it though? I mean, I guess the strange isn't the right word, but but I find myself like, say I do see somebody who's LGBT, right? And I'm not sure if they want to be called, you know, what's up, man? Or what's up, lady? You know, and I don't want to offend anybody. So I just kind of, hey, dude. So (laughs) so I was at the airport airport last week, right? Yeah. I transgendered like, so I don't know if it's strange or not, because we're just now knowing. I mean, transgenders could be a lot of them. Who knows? Who knows? Who has the data? Who yeah. has, I don't have the data. I don't have, have any data. data. We no. don't have any data. I just some guessing. For some reason, every time I notice a transgender, it looks like it was some dude who lived in his parents' basement playing EverQuest for 30 years, decided to get out of the basement with a wig on. That, that always, to me, looked like I saw one last week, and I was like, oh, that's definitely a dude who decided to leave his cave for today, but he <laughs> looks like a woman. Yeah. I can, those are the only ones I can call out. Like, that's a, that was, otherwise, I think they're transsexual. Because a transsexual is a man who's dressed as a woman, and I'm like, oh, that's just a tra- that's like a Rocky Horror Picture. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's Tim just Curry. a transsexual. Tim Curry, yeah. baby. I'm like, oh, they're, yeah, <laughs> coming in with coming in with the teeth. Yeah. By the way, that's one of the, the Command and Conquer Red Alert. Tim Curry. Oh yeah, dude. Where he's like, Ma, I'm gonna bomb all of you. <laughs> We're from space. <laughs> from space. From space. But yeah, it's, I wonder how much they paid him for that. Not much, dude. <laughs> oh, he's Tim Curry. Dude, think about he's got that. A rep. All those scenes in that in that move in that game were shot like on video camcorders. <laughs> That's there was true. no money. Yeah, you guys can get work or you can take it. That was at the time when when educational games had more funding than actual games. Zumbinis. Zumbinis, dude. Zumbinis is a good game. So this is the movie show. We yeah. started, we started, but to bring you it, got through two of the three movies. I didn't even to get to the, the third one. What's so, the third one? Oh man, this one was. I can't recommend this one more. What is it? Not only to you, but to anyone listening. What is it? And it'd been. I'd heard about it, and people have been saying to watch it. I've heard it in the ether. It's been mentioned on the Twitter sphere and the internet spaces, whatever. Yeah. And I can't remember the name of it right now. What? Who's in it? Kidding. Hold on. You really can't remember it. God. I can't remember the Tell name. Tell me of the right actors now. who are in it. And I can't remember the name of it right now. There is no actors. It's a documentary. What? Uh, fuck. He's climbing a wall. Free solo. Free solo. Free solo. Free solo. On solo. Free mahi mahi. <laughs> if you will. Free mahi mahi. Free mahi mahi. <laughs> uh, no, free solo. Have you heard of that? No. Dude. I'm not on the internet anymore. Let me tell you what this guy did. In my opinion, it is the greatest feat of athleticism that has ever happened, that I've ever heard about. There's a there's a wall on Yosemite called the the I don't even know the name of the Yosemite wall. It's the biggest wall at Yosemite. I can't remember. This sucks. I wish I could have been prepared for this. But uh fuck, I can't I feel like He climbed it? Did he run up a bit, up it like the road runner? Do you have? Do- <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty crazy. Do you have, can you can you yeah. pull can you pull this up because I need to know this. Free solo. Free solo. I gotta know the name of this wall for us to continue here. 
because he basically like it's it's you could hear me talk about it doesn't do it justice but the idea that there's this like 3,000 meter wall you're looking at it in this documentary he has no ropes he starts at the bottom and he just goes up it it's like one slip one mistake one anything he's dead they did this thing in the beginning of the film, near the beginning, they're talking about all the people that free Solo. What's the name of the wall? El Capitan. El Capitan. Look at that wall, dude. Anyway, so it's... it's That's a big wall. It's insane. It's like, to see someone climbing up there, like, I, it just didn't, doesn't seem humanly possible. He has no harness or No anything. harness, no nothing, He's just chalk. But, like, it doesn't... You're watching, it doesn't seem humanly possible because... No one, I just can't see, I don't see, we don't have, we don't have sucking devices on our fingers. And no. it's like, it's a flat wall. Yeah. There's tiny divots. It's Spider-Man shit, but not because every single pose he's in is like, if you slip, you're dead. Yeah. That doesn't sound it fun It was insane, dude. So he made it. He made it, yeah. He didn't die? And he didn't die. And it's yeah. like, supposedly it's like mega rare. You don't, free soloers, they don't go with camera people. They just don't do it. They don't tell people they're doing it either because it freaks everyone out. Yeah. They don't tell their, their parents. Yeah, because they'll be like, what the fuck are you doing climbing up a wall with no harness, you retard? Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's insane. And I don't know. It was it blew me away. So And I'd been told. I'd, I'd, people mentioned it. Mom watched it. Everything. Mom and, watched it? Yeah. She's the one who she liked it? it? Yeah, she told me about it. And uh, yeah, I, I finally I watched it on the plane and I was like, this is... This is Legit. crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. The last good documentary I saw was probably a, a documentary called Earthlings. You ever seen it? No. Dude, it's fucked up. It's what a is sad it? One. it, it the, it's uh, red. Or it's narrated by Joaquin Phoenix, and it's about how everything on Earth is an Earthling. So we should all treat each other with respect. Every living thing feels pain. It's basically against the meat industry and all that kind of stuff. It's pretty screwed up. It shows you the slaughterhouses and all that, you know, here in America. The way they treat animals, it's yeah, horrible. Yeah, it's messed up. Yeah, but they, they drive a really good point. Like, it made Alicia cry. I'm stone cold, so I don't cry. But, <laughs> but I did... 316. Yeah, 316. Yeah, yeah but I, I did feel horrible after watching it. And then I ate a steak. <laughs> <laughs> She made steak that night. Oh, Can't man. feel good about it. It's hard. Yeah, it's just it's 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 hard to it's hard to live according to the that moral code of ethics when you because I look at things that way too. I don't want to kill like anything. I don't even like killing bugs, and it makes sense to me. Earthlings, we are sprouted from the planet. Alan Watts has a great thing that's like if aliens came and visited us, they're like, oh look at this star, look at this rock, this. Ooh, this is a blue, it's a bluish tinted rock. What is it? They come down and look at it. They're like, oh my God, this rock is peopling. There's, there's all these peoples everywhere. <laughs> what is happening here? You know, it's kind of like we sprouted from the earth and, and we, are, we are truly and literally the consciousness that allows the universe to... Of to Gaia. Of the because earth. This is of Gaia. Yeah. yeah, it's like literally we are the universe viewing itself. There's a good Henry S. Burroughs quote. Let me pull it up. It's, I think it goes something like, if aliens came to Earth, they would say, let me see the manager. Yeah. <laughs> and I think if aliens came to Earth, they wouldn't say anything. They I would think just they drive would just, on by. Yeah, they would just We're drive. too dangerous. Yeah. Well, not, not even, I don't think they would view us as a threat. I think they would just be like, you know, there's nothing. I think it would be more like when we encounter an indigenous species. Hopefully, I mean... I've been I've been seeing too many videos and National Geographic stuff of us fucking with indigenous tribes, but like we're supposed to 
play the Star Trek thing, you know, like first contact. Star yeah. Trek first contact means you don't engage with a species until they've achieved light travel. Right, that's true. You just don't do it because you'll get in the way. It's like butterfly it's effect. Like, yeah, it's like that, that first Star Trek reboot movie where they land on that planet where all the cave people live or whatever and they're not, they're primitive. And yeah. They, yeah, and they're like, oh, we got to get out of here now. Uh-huh. It's actually William S. Burroughs who says it, by the way. My bad, not Henry. I don't know why I said that. After one look at this planet, any visitor from outer space would say, I want to see the manager. Really good quote. That guy's cool, man. Have you ever... Um, William Burroughs? Yeah, William Burroughs. The, the Junkie Christmas? Jun uh, Junkie's Christmas. I watch it every Christmas. <laughs> I do. <laughs> instant <laughs> gratitude. If you want to feel some instant gratitude, pop in. I, get, yourself a, <laughs> get yourself a nice... Uh, a nice... Junkie's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how the point of the story... The point of the story is he has his, he, the whole time he's in a blizzard trying to score dough, finally does, and he's about to shoot up, and in his, the, room, the room next to him, he hears some kid with kidney stones, and he's like, ah, and he's in so much pain, so he goes visits him, and he's like, ah, and he goes, fuck, I got just the thing, and he gives him his last shot of dough, oh. in the spirit of Christmas, and then yeah. helps this kid, and then he lays down, and all of a sudden, he feels the rush that yeah, he needed. Yeah, he, he like, The uh, Christmas spirit. He transcends. <laughs> he gets the Christmas spirit. Appa yeah, apparently that's a thing, that you can meditate yourself into transcendence like that. I don't believe like in that. that shit, man. I've stopped believing in a lot of stuff recently. Yeah, I believe in nothing, Lebowski. Yeah. Let's go into this. Sidebar segue, okay? Yeah. I've done a, I do a lot of praying and meditating. I have done it for a long time. Cool. And I've recently decided to, like, cut back. Okay. Why? I just feel like it's too much, man. I, I'd rather not be... Does it help? Shit, dude. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I haven't ever meditated before, seriously. And I, the last time I prayed, I was in, not even in my teens. It was before my teens. I haven't seriously prayed or meditated in over, like, 15 years. And I'm doing fine. Yeah, I mean, that's what I admire about you, is you're so naturally intuitive in the moment. So, so I mean I wouldn't say that. I'm 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 always thinking about other stuff. But your energy brings people up when you're around them. Like your energy builds and is positive and creates humor and creates good fun ideas and interesting ways of looking and thanks. Yeah, so the, I want to be like that, right? The for me, it might be the way I'm praying or the way I'm meditating or whatever. To me it just feels inherently selfish to pray. Yeah, cuz it's like uh, even I've tried so many different ways of doing it. Yeah. Even like when I'm like, oh, please let me not think about me. I'm thinking about me by asking him to not think about me or it yeah. to not think about me because I want to be it expressing itself in time. Sounds like you're overthinking it's, it, buddy. Uh, currently. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't thought about it yet. That's why I wanted to share it with you. It's yeah. like, it popped in my head the other day. I was like, man, I haven't done any prayers or meditations in a week because I was on the cruise. Yeah. I'm like, man, like, do I really need to? Because I spent fucking... The best years of my life, my golden years, dude, zero to 18. Yeah. No praying or meditating. No praying, yeah. You know? By the way, other, the sidebar to the segue, uh -huh. we talked about this last week. We, um, we want to kind of, well, remember what we talked about last week's episode? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. What, what, what specifically? We talked about a lot. We did, but um, I don't know where I was going with that. It's okay. I was gonna ask you something about it, but we don't we don't have to explore it. You ever tried doing an old fashioned rain dance? <sighs> yeah. 
to really. Yeah, I, went, I used to go to the sweat lodge a few, a few I've been a few times. Native yeah, American the sweat, sweat lodge. lodge. It sounds like a shady spot. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's such a trip, man. I've, I've gone everywhere, man. I've been to ashrams, sweat lodges, churches, synagogues, mosques. I've been to the Holy Land. Like I've You've been to Jerusalem. I've That's meditated. True. I fucking I listened to Alan Watts lectures, which do a lot of good for me. Like, but for some reason, I, anything that's like a organized expression of godliness weirds me out man it's like that's not what it is because it is not definable so for me the the act of prayer and meditation for me is like i understand the benefits of learning how to deal with your thoughts and to deal with yourself and to and to get to know yourself you need to be quiet to get to know yourself super valuable for that yeah don't get me wrong but like sitting here at 31 years old after a few years of of serious almost to the point of manic um you know, obsessiveness of self-discovery and, and knowing who I am and wanting to peel back the layers of what consciousness is. I'm like so over it, like all of it. I just, it does, it's not appealing to me at all anymore. And that kind of stuff has never been appealing to me, ever. I've never been religious or, or spiritual, even when I, when I should have been, I've never been. And it's like, I, 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 I'm of the, the mindset where, like, religion and all that stuff, there's some good things about it, but for the most part, I think it's negative. It has a negative impact on people. I feel like people become judgmental. They think that, you know, since you're not with us here on this religion, you're worse than what I am kind of thing. It's just, it poisons people's minds. America was founded on religion. Look how that turned out for the Native Americans. You know what I mean? We thought they were savage. They were already here. They're, we are here already, sir. You know what I mean? It's like, we're here. You're, you're, they're building all this shit. And it's like, and that goes to Kingdom of Heaven, which is why I thought that was such a great movie. Is because, like, they're just... How, how many crusades were there? Like, three? And they each lasted, like, a hundred years or something. So they just had people going down to Jerusalem from Europe, just fighting these other people who'd been there for centuries, all because of why. Because, because they think it's the Holy Land. And it just seems like it's poison to me. I, I've just never been into that. And then, you think, and then I sit there and I think about, you know, the, 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 you know, God. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just don't believe it. I just, I just, nothing in my entire life has made me sit down and really be like, I better praise the, our Creator because He made us. I don't think it happened like that. I just don't. I think it's just a set of circumstances over millions, maybe even billions of years. That maybe billions, billions. yeah, maybe billions of years. Do you ever? But do you ever get a feeling of like majesty to existence, where you're like, "There's this is too crazy." Like, like the fact that this is actually a thing. Um, that we're actually here, breathing, living, aware. On a yeah, planet I mean, I mean, I mean, sometimes, sometimes I think to myself, like, what if I'm the only real person? <laughs> what if I'm the what? What if my brain's in like a, a tank or something on a right. spaceship? I mean, you never know what it could be, dude. What if it pours inside of a bigger thing? Still, isn't that crazy? Like how magic? Like yeah, astounding. It's, yeah, it's crazy, but that doesn't necessarily mean I think someone's up there with a white beard being like, "Yep, that's what you're supposed to do." And I knew that would happen. And, no. You know, that's well, just, yeah, that's, I just don't see. Like, it. there's a there's some sort of a, a, a composer to this. I don't believe in orchestra. fate. I don't believe in fate. You don't believe in fate. No, I believe in circumstance. I believe in chance. I believe in luck. I don't believe in fate, like or destiny. I feel like if you want something enough, 
and you're, you have talented it and you keep working at it and you achieve it, great, but that's not even necessarily your destiny. You know what I mean? What, what is about Tommy Wiseau? He had no talent. <laughs> yeah, he, that's the thing. He had talent at having no talent. He was so untalented that he made the worst, best movie of all time. But that doesn't mean it's his destiny. You know what I mean? Like, well, like, well, what, what does that even mean, a destiny? It means that there's a plan set forth for you that you're going to... So have you ever seen Lawrence of Arabia? No. That's what would be a good one for you to watch. Yeah. Maybe. Well, actually, anyone should watch that movie. It's, it's phenomenal. Everything about it. Uh, but... One of the things they always say, he's in Arab country, so like it's very everyone and his there. His name is Lawrence. Lawrence, <laughs> <laughs> Sir Lawrence. Sir Lawrence. Yeah. He's also he's also like kind of what is it metrosexual? Okay. It's I can't tell if he's gay or not. Yeah, he's, just, he's straight, but he dresses gay. No, he doesn't dress gay. He's he's like he's a, of the Majesty's service. Like he's doing some hood. Sh like he's he gets with the tribes in the Arab lands and yeah. he does their shit, dude. He goes oh, yeah. all in. It's like he fucking commits. He plays if it's midsummer and he's in their culture, he's all in, dude. He's oh, eating yeah. the shit they're eating. He's, he's dressing how they're dressing. He's, yeah. he's burning himself. Yeah, he's 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 following their culture yeah. and their tradition. Like he's like, like Marco Polo. He's like a he's like a soldier, dude. Like okay. a real soldier. But his his energy is metrosexual kind of. It's like. He's, you know, he's kind of a pretty boy, but he's like, he'll get fucking gritty and do the fucking shitty shit. But like, yeah. I don't know, it's, it's questionable. I don't know what it is. But the, what they keep saying is he's around these, these Muslim, I don't know if they're Muslim or not, but like... They're Arabians. Arabians, yeah. yeah. It's, it's called uh, Bedouin is one of the ways to describe it. It's like Bedouin is like the Native Americans of the sand, basically. Okay. And so he's, they always say, um, they'll say... You know, when they're talking about if something's happening or something did happen, they would say, well, it is written. It has been written. It's, it has ar it's it already... Known. The, the, before they leave to a battle, he says goodbye to Sharif, you know, his, his, his counterpart guy. He's like, you know, if it, uh, we'll see each other if it is written. So they actually trust the, the fate the, or the gods or the universe. They're like, if we're meant to meet again as we part ways to get to the sea and we, we both arrive there, that's what was meant to be. And that's how they look at it. Not a bad way to look at it, I guess. It's I think it's just not the way I do. So for me, it's not. You see, that, that explains death for me. What do you mean? That if the the question of like fear of death or mortality or like what's after or what's when is my time? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm scared on a plane a lot. Like I'm, I don't know. One of the things that helps me feel comfortable is saying, oh, it's not up to me. It's already written. <laughs> it's not a bad way of thinking about it. That's, I mean, that's similar to the way I think about it. I mean, if, if, if similar, but not the same, because, because I just go about my life and if things happen, they happen, right? And you can't dwell on it and you can't just, you can't blunt point fingers either, you know? Like, let me think of an example. It's like getting a flat tire. Were you meant to have that flat tire? Was yeah. it destiny for you to have that flat tire? I don't know. You have a flat tire, though, and but you got to deal with it. That's the point, though. It happened. Yeah. So there's no debate. It did, yeah, I guess it's the, the chain reaction of events that led to that flat tire were totally beyond our control. I guess. And, and, that, and you know, from all the mental digging I've done, the question of free will, is it real or is it not? You know, are, are these neuroses in our brains firing off quicker and causing things to happen before I'm even aware they're happening? So it's, it's running on its own to an extent. You know, I, I've really dug into this, and to me it feels like everything is in motion. 
on its own, essentially. Did you know if you, uh, if you put a, uh, a moonstone on a neurotosis, you get a uh, serotonin? It evolves into a serotonin. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> well, I don't even know what that means. It's <laughs> a Pokemon joke. <laughs> Say that again. I said, I said if you put a moonstone on a neurosis, it'll evolve into a serotonin. <laughs> Hold on, you gotta explain this joke. I don't think there's a Neuroses Pokemon. There's a, there, yeah, there, there's a Clefairy Pokemon yeah. or, or an Eevee or something. No, you put a Clefairy, it becomes a, a, Clef it it becomes becomes a Clefangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good joke. Neuroses into serotonin because you're neurotic and then serotonin's happiness. Yeah. I get that part. I thought there was a Pokemon called Neuroses. The Moonstone is the Pokemon. You, gotta you, put put it, a you put it on a Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> A Naruto. <laughs> a Naruto. A Naruto. No, a Nardino. Nidorino. Nidorino. And it becomes a Nidorina. Nid King. Oh, yeah, you're right. Do they no, man, that's not that? how it works. Clefairies evolve into... Uh, Clefairies evolve into... Uh, in Clefangle. <laughs> <laughs> that's like if a Clefairy, like... Uh, uh, the full there's a full moon and then their clefairy gets the full moon it turns into a clefangle <laughs> like a werewolf clefairy <laughs> no I was actually watching uh, Pokemon Indigo League with Asher because I'm trying to find a cartoon that he likes he's all really into these like Pixar stuff I'm trying to get him away from computer generated that. yeah I, yeah. I wanted to watch cartoons man because that's what I watch and then there's a new Rocco's Modern Life I've been wanting to check out but I can't watch it by myself he has to watch it with me Do you th but he doesn't like cartoons so I don't like. I don't think I, don't th I think the cartoons are dead. I hope not. It's a, it's a, it's an art form now. I really it's like not cartoons. A... I uh, like I like cartoons have a special place for me because I used to wake up and watch them all the time. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, but now you're right. There's, there's no cartoons. It's all computer animated. Yeah. It's easier to computer animate. I feel like it'll be easy when they transition to VR too. Mm -hmm. That's how everything will be. One guy's working on EverQuest VR. Really? One guy. <laughs> one guy. In the basement. No, I'm serious. He's decided to go to the set. airport as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he's, he was talking about it on the forums, and the problem he's having is that he can't, he can't figure out the keyboard because he can get it to look around in the VR headset with the interface and everything, which really? sounds crazy. Yeah, he can play EverQuest, but the problem is he can't see the keyboard because the VR headset's right, on, you and can. he can't get it to digitally come on to where he can type. You know, so he's just using it as an exploring tool, and he's been exploring with the VR headset on in this 1999 game. It's got to be weird, dude, because the graphics are terrible. Yeah, the thing that's f I've tried VR games a few. They make me sick. It's frustrating because I want to be able to put my hands out <laughs> and grab stuff and like interact with stuff, but you can't. Yeah. So you're just like, oh, this is just like having a screen on my head. Did you hear that China made a dick sucking machine mm -mm. with VR? Yeah, it's for it's for uh, extracting sperm for um, like fertility clinics. You should look it up on Google. It's hilarious. They it's, actually it's have YouTube. one, dude. It's a, it's like a it's, it's like, like working people are yeah, using it. Yo, it's like a kiosk with like like something that sucks your dick, like for real. And you walk up to it and you like type in your shit. You put choose which uh, adult entertainment you want to watch. You put on the VR headset and this thing just starts sucking your dick. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And it's like a, more than one person uses it? Dude, let me show you. Like, I, I'm not going to 
There's a whole line of them out right now. We're going to have to look at this after the show. It's weird. Real right. weird. So you like the kingdom of heaven because it shows how religion or indoctrines belief no, systems... No, that's can... not why I like the movie. I like that aspect of the movie. I love the crusades and the history behind it, but I, what I really liked about the movie was... It's with Liam Neeson and Orlando Bloom, and it starts where Orlando Bloom is just a blacksmith. He walked, He just lost his wife. She killed herself. And then there's this priest there who cuts off her head because that was the tradition back then. So if your wife kills yourself or anyone kills himself, they decapitate you and leave you, leave you to the birds to be eaten because you're going to hell. That's what they believed, right? And so yeah. the priest takes his necklace, the wife's necklace, and goes and taunts Orlando Bloom. And the yeah, mean fucking so dumb. I was like, you just... That was you just dumb signed your death warrant. Yeah. And in the meantime, Liam Neeson's father, who he doesn't has never met... Is no, no, a, Liam Neeson is the father. I'm sorry. Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom's father is Liam Neeson. And yeah. he's a baron and a lord who controls a bunch of lands. And he's coming down to make amends to his son, who he's never met, who he just kind of left. Bastard son. Bastard son, right. And so he's like, yo, you can either come with me... And go on this crusade and, and redeem your wife's soul in hell, because that was the idea, which is crazy, you know what I mean, to think about. That's what he was That's what him? the whole point was, yeah. He was like, look, I heard about what happened, basically. He didn't hear about what happened. He found out what happened when he arrived. Right, right, right. He was going to ask him to come anyway. But then I as don't an remember ins- him using that as an incentive. Yeah, he did. He was like, yo, that was the whole point he wanted to go in the first place, to the crusade. And then he kills the priest, and he has his, his hand is forced. But to answer your question, what I really liked about the That's movie right. and the scene that made me tear up, I don't usually like, I didn't cry, but like I got a tear in my eye. You felt something. I definitely felt something. That felt like sadness? No, it was happiness. It, oh. it, was, it was a good feeling because what happens is, you know, some people come, the guards come to try and take Orlando Bloom to the local lord to, to be hanged for treason or whatever, or decapitated. And Liam Neeson's like, you're not taking my son. I'm a baron. You can't do shit. And, That's and, right. and they get into a fight, and then Liam Neeson gets stabbed fatally. He gets infected, and he dies. But right before he dies, he gives his title of baron to Orlando Bloom in a ceremony, and he knights him. I remember that. And that part made me really emotional for some reason. It, really? it, yeah. It, it was really powerful to me because it was like the, what he says to him is powerful. He's like, you'll, you'll you know protect the innocent he tells him all these things to do and live live by a code and then he dies and then in the next scene he goes down to jerusalem and he fights this fucking crazy arab crusader guy and it's really cool and a really good movie but like that 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 part of the movie is what really really drove it home for me i just really i don't know yeah it's a continuation of the lineage yeah it's like it was like uh continuation of goodwill and good spirit it's morals it's be good, you know? It, it, he's telling him, you know, you're going to see some shit down there, and you're going to see some people not acting the way they should act, but you're not going to be that way because you're my son, and I'm telling you how to act right now before I fucking die. And then he yeah, dies. Yeah, didn't even know each other. Didn't even know each other. And then, and, and then from there, it's like they're connected forever. He passes away. And it's like he, he takes up the mantle. But you didn't see the ending of the movie, did you? Hold on. Get to the ending. I want to tie this into what you're talking about with Earthlings. Okay. All right? Okay. So the idea is that Orlando Bloom, just the only thing that's connecting him to Liam Neeson is the fact that he shares DNA with him, half of his DNA with him. Right. But there was no real influence in his life. Mm-hmm. If you play the tape back of our species and you just keep going backwards, we all share the same DNA to an extent yeah. of a universal expression of energy. Yeah. Right? So... 
the thing that fucks me up is the narrative of why is it that there's we feel this stronger connection to people in our gene line? Like there's something with family with with that I think with that moment wasn't it wasn't it related you to your own family to an extent or your own idea of what you would want Asher to be or what you would want your son or potential yeah. son to be. Yeah. It's like we want to uphold this code of moral ethics and being in, in this world. Um the, th- the thing that, that I've gotten fucked up with with my meditations and stuff, so I feel that stuff, but I feel like it should be something that could be transferred and translocated regardless of a family lineage, that it's, that's kind of a way of being. The thing that fucks me up is institutions, tribes, groups, collective religious ideologies, they all h- uphold underneath those same principles. They're all buried. like the, Those principles are underneath every one of these things. Mm. But it gets diluted when you have more people involved. Not only more people, but more religions, more cultures. Things don't jive all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. The idea of Catholicism is great. You know what I mean? Catholicism? Catholic, my bad. Catholicism. <laughs> Cat- Catholicism. Catheter. I'm a Jew. I don't have to say that much. But no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, the, the idea is great, right? You, you, you know, you, uh, you can atone for your sins if you make them. Everything can be forgiven as long as you stay on the path. But then you wrap that up with, like I said, like the a cru- hierarchy. Yeah, hierarchy, the Crusades. There's been so much political, bad stuff. political and economic yeah. influence. All that stuff. It could really screw things up for people. But even in a trot, like even in the sweat lodge, right? Like whenever I hear sweat lodge, I just think of like an orgy. I don't know why. I just feel like yeah. it's like a bunch of sweaty. That's people what fucking. I thought. I went. I went enough times and realized that's not what it was. It's uh. a bunch of people in a hot room. It's super. It's really Sounds hot. It's terrible. There. It's hot in there. Why would you want to sit next to somebody real? This is okay. So this is my my take on it. Is it's for it's one of those traditions. I think that they would have like younger uh, members of the tribe do it. Like if you're becoming of age, like we have bar mitzvahs, Jews, thirteen years old. It's like for a young man and women too to go in the sweat lodge is actually allowing yourself to experience pain and difficulty. Experience that every day on your own. So that's what I'm saying, though. Is like it's beneficial. (laughs) It's beneficial for like like Stefan. What about him? Damn it! I just put him on blast. But like he's one of the guys I would be like, yeah, Sweat Lodge would be great for you to go through, because I've been. You and I have been like when I was when when fucking a good guy was trying to get me to go. I was like, dude, I did two days in heat. I did mat drills. I've been in some shitty fucking ass physical situations yeah, me dude too, man. I've I used don't. to have to jump out of airplanes that yeah, was you were served in the military that dude sucked. I, I, do you know how many times I jumped Drills. 26 26 times it jumping was, every time I, I, it was like being in a sardine can or it was like being alright so imagine you're on the highway and you got a candy wrapper and you throw the candy wrapper out the window only that candy wrapper's you out of a plane just, just flies you out and not only that, but, like, you get real sick in there. It's a sardine. Everyone's packed together. By the time you're up in the air, you're just like, get me the fuck. You want to jump because you're like, get me the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah, it's yeah. To- horrible. It's like that Auschwitz scene, uh, Schindler's List. Everyone, like, three days standing like sardines. Like, Yeah, miserable. That's, that's to an extent, that's in our DNA, I too. I was with that snick for three days. <laughs> three days. <laughs> but... The, 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 the thing, yeah, so it's, I think it's a positive experience for someone who hasn't experienced that level of 
You need discomfort. Yeah, yeah, discomfort. It's the, a level of discomfort. I think everybody should be uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's what time. it provides. Yeah, okay. And it does that, especially for people that, like, because I, for, I forget that I've been through some fucking shitty situations. Yeah. It just leaves my mind. Yeah, you know that. what? I remember thinking when I was in the military, I can't wait to get out of the military because, like, it won't have to be like this anymore. And then when I'm, like, say, say like, yesterday or the day before, I was, like, sitting and I had a real bad day at work and I was just kind of mulling it over. Then I thought to myself and I was like, dude, I haven't, at least I'm not, like, somebody's monkey. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. in a uniform, just marching around like a doofus for ideas I don't even believe in, for a war I don't care about. You know what I mean? If you were serving in the Crusades, dude, you're at the mercy of anyone who was over you, dude. Yep. And any bad word you said, there's you. Anything, anything God, you could do. You, you, so many people were killed just just for making one mistake. Yeah. Or because because a guy didn't like you. Like the main villain in uh, Kingdom of Heaven is a guy. His name's Guy. They call him Guy. Guy, yeah. That guy was a douche, wasn't he? I kept Guy la douche. Guy la douche. Oh, Guy la douche. Yeah, he was a dick. And the ending of the movie is great because, um, I don't know if you saw it, but... Yeah, hit me with the end. I'm done with it. The ending is Guy and this other dude start slaughtering Muslims out on winds, right? People are getting real pissed off about it. It's It's not good for relations. The king, the current king, who's, you know, the the... Fighting for the kingdom, or I'm sorry, for kingship. Is he the one that's sick? Or yeah, he, he's got leprosy. Yeah, he's, he's got all, and he wears a, a mask. Yeah. And the other guy is Saladin, who, who was very, if you read him up about him, he's, he was very... I did, I looked yeah, him up. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah. He seems nice. He was like a, the arbiter of the of Jerusalem. He, he seems like a kind of guy who's just trying to protect his people. Yeah. And he, that's all he, he cared he about. Did, he wasn't the king of Jerusalem, no. but he was like, I got all my people. He was basically the king. He had the, he had the power because he had more people and more... Exactly. And so the ending of the movie is basically... He was probably an atheist, if you think about it. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Because he didn't care about the... The Holy Land. He just yeah. cared about his people. Yeah. Anyway, um, so... Or he might have been actually adhering to principles of, a, of the religion to the actuality. Maybe. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? All right, yeah. go ahead. Okay, so, so um, the king's about to die from the English side, the European side, right? And so he, the Guy is next in line to be king, right? And his, cause Guy LaDouche. Guy LaDouche is going to marry that king's daughter, right? So Orlando Bloom is given the chance to do an uprising and take Guy out, you know, because he could take the throne and marry his daughter, but Orlando Bloom doesn't want to do it. He's like Jon Snow. He's like, that's not right to do. I don't want to have to kill him and all of his knights and all of his people because that's what it would take. You'd have to kill everybody yeah, with him. Yeah, and, it and so, it's not their, their serving. Right. So Orlando Bloom says no, and then Guy starts his path to take over the throne. He's a ruthless guy. And so if I, if I remember correctly, Guy dies somehow. I can't remember how. I think they duel or something. But then Orlando Bloom just takes the king's daughter back to Europe and he's like I don't want anything to do with this war I'm done I'm I, like I, I've done enough here and he leaves the ending of the movie is him walking past his wife's grave on a horse with his lady his new lady and he relinquishes relinquishes all titles his lordship yeah and goes back to being a blacksmith because that's a simple good life and he doesn't have to be put through the ringer to be a good guy you gotta make hard decisions if you're a lord you know what I mean? That's the hero's journey. That's dude. the hero's journey. So that's that I just and you know people say on the reviews and stuff that Orlando Bloom did terrible in the movie. I disagree. I think he did great. I don't know why people think he's so hollow. I think he's a good actor. 
Yeah, he is a good actor. Yeah. Yeah, everyone seems to think he's hollow, but like Legolas, his his biggest role, I'd say. He crushed it. Well, he, not well. He's crushed it, but the character of Legolas is like that. He's just, and he had. No, 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 no. He's a badass. Yeah, he's just a badass. Legolas elf. is a badass. Yeah. Orlando Bloom in Kingdom of Heaven. He. All right. So there wasn't. He he wasn't dynamic. Like there but was. But the no character wasn't. Didn't need to be dynamic. The character's simple. You know, he's a he's a commoner. He's a peon, and then he gets brought up to the station, and he's still. In his mind, in heart, he's still just a commoner. Yeah, that's see, that's the weirdest. That's the thing I admired most about Jon Snow, was he didn't change. Like You're all right. through Game of Thrones, normally the hero in the hero's journey experiences all these changes, and he becomes like this. And he becomes big, enlightened. He yeah. learns. He gets Jedi powers. He does he's whatever like Buddha. he needs to do. Buddha, yeah. and then he comes back and he and he goes, "Oh shit! It was cool to just be normal, and yeah. I have all the stuff I can help teach and learn." Yeah. But like, I don't know. I. I the Jon Snow, it was like he just—he was always the same dude. He stood for. He's the same, a solid. When, when you first right like, yeah, when you when you first see Game of Thrones, like for the first time, and you're watching it all the way through, you fall, you kind of fall yeah, in love with that. You dude. do because yeah. I didn't like him at first. No, dude, I thought he was kind of a pansy and, and stuff. boring. Yeah, and boring. But yeah. then, but then you watch his actions, and you're just like, this guy is legit. Yeah, because as everyone else around him yeah. gets crazier, yeah, you start to go, wow, it's he's actually dope as shit. He's dude. solid. Yeah, he's a solid guy, and and. Yeah, good good show. I, I hated the ending, but good show. Uh, yeah, didn't like the ending. Didn't either. like the ending. It just didn't make any sense with with the pacing of the show. Yeah, the the way they the ebb and flow, the rhythm of the show, it just didn't fit right. Well, even the the writing was, was horrible. Last, it was really just the last episode for the, me. So terrible. Do you remember when, when Arya and Jon Snow are walking up to the keep and everyone's burned and like the massacres already happened and and they say Jon says something like, "Is this after she rides a horse?" Or before? This is after. This is the last episode. Okay. And Arya and Jon Snow... Jon Snow is about to go up there to talk to Daenerys. And the whole city's already burned. And then Jon's like, um, she's not a killer. And then Arya looks at him and goes, I know a killer when I see one. And it's like, yeah, that's the dumbest line ever because for both parties. Because she just massacred an entire city... And now what? You know a killer when you see one? She already fucking killed everybody, yeah, you she... weirdo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, why would you... And there was a water bottle. Yeah. Dude, right there at the King's Two times Council. of that season. A Starbucks cut. <laughs> Two times it happened. How do you fuck that up? It didn't happen once the entire show. Then all of a sudden the last season you got two Starbucks in frame. <laughs> Did you see the, uh, the making of... Uh, no, I, did, I, I didn't want to watch it. I was too upset about the ending. I, didn't, it, I was like, I'm done with this shit. So it was good. It was good because I was like, dude, holy shit, how much work and logistics were involved in yeah, creating that shit. Yeah. And then you know, like, they left a couple water bottles. They didn't tidy that up. Now how? Like, how? <laughs> I, I don't understand how in the editing process for a multi-million dollar show that done by HBO, you didn't notice that as an editor. So I don't understand it. Because I'm an editor, uh, I when I'm doing art films and movies yeah. and videos, you would and shows, notice it. I would. I'm sure you would have noticed a Starbucks cup if you were doing that, right? That's the thing. Is like I notice everything when I'm editing. Yeah. It takes me forever. I go through like ten drafts for a three minute music video. Yeah, like cut it, re- look, watch it separately. Like I, when I'm editing stuff, I like to watch it. I watch it while I'm editing. Then I bounce it out produce it mm. and then watch it like on my phone like it's a full thing yeah and then I'll also sometimes publish it I'll post it on Facebook 
and watch it as if it's being viewed through Facebook. Yeah. It gives me different levels of like understanding where it's hitting as an audience. So I'm ex- super obsessive with it. Okay. So I. So you'd think the people that were working on Game of Thrones would be too. See, I think the normal way of editing, I think, is to you edit it. You don't bounce it out. You don't watch the final cut. You edit the cut. It becomes its first cut, second cut, third cut. But it doesn't. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, how could I, you? I, I just don't understand how you could slip that. You know, it just shows me that they were just rushing it, right? I, mean, that's what I don't it seems know like. though, because HBO I wanted them to do another two seasons in addition to last season, right? So it would have been three more seasons. I think three more seasons to wrap up the show and, and the writers were like nah we just want to do it in this last season wrap it all up in one I'm probably over it yeah yeah oh, I mean I can't blame them I would be too they probably years. want to move on to something that else. was the thing the, the spe- they want that Star Wars, Wars money is what it is this, and the prequel they can wait who wants the Star Wars money they're uh, hired at first to do uh, a Star Wars movie D.B. Weiss yeah and I think they got knocked off because no one liked the finale i can't remember if they're still attached really? to it or not yeah i can't remember if they're still attached do you know I what do they're know. doing with star wars i'll oh, go ahead what do you know there's an obi-wan prequel that nice. they're coming out with you mcgregor he's starring. gonna do it yeah that's really? gonna be awesome yeah I love Obi-Wan. who's your favorite jedi my favorite jedi yeah that all man i gotta say dude my first favorite jedi was plu coon Dude, I love Plu Koon with yeah. the mask and the orange lightsaber. That so guy was cool. cool. But he's not my favorite because I don't know he's enough about him. He's not my favorite. I don't, yeah. I, I don't know enough about Plu him Plu dope. I used to play him in Obi-Wan the game. Same here, dude. That's <laughs> why I liked awesome. him. I yeah. was like, he looks cool. He's got the cool face mask. Yeah, looks Plu like an thing. My favorite Jedi. Hmm, that's a good question. Hmm. I use the Force because I am a Jedi. <laughs> and when I'm hitting up a button, you know I'm down, down to get, get high. high. My, I'll tell you mine first. Yeah. Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon, man. Qui-Gon Jinn's my favorite Jedi. Shit, dude. Actually, no. It's a tie between Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. Because Obi-Wan is consistent the entire time. Alec Guinness and Ewan McGregor. Yeah, dude. Ewan McGregor kills it in that. I got to I want to choose Obi-Wan. I want to choose Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan, dude. Yeah, you can't choose him now. I don't I know of anyone now. better. I was, I was thinking Yoda, but, like, yeah, I did, he's not my favorite. Did you know that Qui-Gon's the only one or the first one to ever figure out that you could live as a Force ghost? <laughs> I did not know that. That's true. He's the one that how discovered did he figure it. that out? I can't remember how, but he discovers it and he tells Yoda how to do it, and Yoda tells Obi Wan, and then Obi Wan communicates with him all the time on Tatooine. Who was the first Force Ghost? Qui Gon. So how did he figure it out if no Force Ghost told him you could be a Force Ghost? Because he, I don't know. I guess he just is one with the Force, man. Don't ask me. <laughs> Sometimes you just get inspired and you learn things and you realize that oh shit, I can be a Force Ghost. Yeah, man. Coast to coast. Coast to coast, space coast. <laughs> so yeah, we got we're at the end of the hour. We can wrap it up. What do you uh I wanna I think this one uh this is definitely a free solo episode, dude. We went all over the place. Yeah, know, we what, were all over the place. So. We had, this is the most the most interactively engaged spawn I don't know. Hodgepodge. I mean, we didn't really have a, a structure this time. We didn't have anything to talk about. We just wanted to get one done. Well, and, three movies. Three movies, but we, we, need to, we should stick to one next time. One, focus on it, and then see where that goes. Because three's too much. I, I can't even think about three movie names right now. I, I want to see Once Upon a Time in, in America. I mean, Once Upon a... Look at that guy. <laughs> Another good picture. Yeah. We got to see Quentin Tarantino's movie. We dude. do. Let's do that one next. We'll see it this weekend. This weekend? Sunday? Well, actually, are you busy? Sunday? I can go Sunday. I can go, I can go Sunday. Patrick will probably want to go, too. Okay. That sounds good. This Sunday? Yeah. 
I can do that. I uh, I know me and Alicia um got to go to Marietta anyway to pick up Asher. When Sunday? Sunday. So maybe I can. Alicia can come too. Yeah, but she's not gonna. I mean, we have the baby. I want the baby leave the house. Dad. We'll talk about. I'll call you this weekend. We'll figure something out. We'll okay. So to be to be decided, we're probably gonna be doing. It'll probably be all about Tarantino because we could talk for at least five minutes <laughs> <laughs> about Quentin Tarantino's movies. Oh. Here's a suggestion to you. It's a TV show. It's on Netflix. Have you seen Mindhunter? Yeah, the whole first season. Dude, the second season's out? Yeah. It's about the Atlanta child murders in 1979. Really? really good. Did you start? I, I finished it. It was great. Yeah, I watched the whole thing. It was oh, awesome. Maybe. I also recommend World War II in color if you're into yeah. that. Well, I watched one in color. I watched Peter Jackson's one. It was World uh, yeah, War I. Um, what World was War it called? What was it called again? We were snot We were... We were Soldiers. No, no. It was Starring like, Mel Gibson. <laughs> it was like... Uh, By the way, his career never going to bounce back? It's already bounced back, man. Mel Gibson's doing fine. I think so. He's, he did... Wait, maybe I not. think he's no, doing fine, right. but I mean, I'm no, not worried right. about No, you're right. He hasn't been in anything. I'm not worried about his economic or status or anything, but... He was in Daddy's Home, too. He was? Yeah. I personally do don't... Do people accept him? I don't care that he's a racist or anti-Semite. He gave me enough joy to, for me to ignore he him. He really did, Yeah, dude. I mean, I like all these I, movies. I, if I, I saw him, I would ignore him. I wouldn't say hello. Yeah, he wouldn't be one I'd approach. Yeah, I wouldn't be. He'd probably, like, be a dick. But especially once you it's find out It's the weirdest thing. Name. Once you start learning that there's, like, the muse. Like, back to the prayer meditation. But, like, the muse is the idea that, that creative inspiration flows through its through us as vessels. Is right. The idea. Yeah, yeah. And then you start to realize that, holy shit, the people are not their art. That, that is kind of to an extent because, like, you, who knows, like, you know, like Mel Gibson, he might have been a, I don't know, but I think of Brad Knoll, right? Brad Knoll, he projected and expressed this part of himself that is, like, transcendent to an extent. Yeah. But who he was, when you see all the videos and films, is he's just a dude. He's dude. a dumpy surfer, bro. He's a bro. dumpy yeah. fucking just having his dogs poop everywhere on people's <laughs> tables yeah. and couches and doing like all hood rat shit yeah. all the time. You just ever yeah, he's got a one beautiful video. expression of art. He does. And that well that's I was talking to Alicia. It's, last I don't think night. and I'm saying that's not him <laughs> or it's the truest part of him. But go ahead. I was talking to Alicia last night and um, I was singing I got 99 problems but a bitch ain't one. I was singing it to her. And I go, ah, yes, the musical genius, Jay-Z. 99 <laughs> problems, but a bitch ain't one. And people do call that guy a musical genius. I would say, I would say, so this is why I said I don't know if it's, if, if it's the truest part of him or it's otherworldly. I think it's a mixture of both. I just think but it's what's hilarious about how a guy can sing about, I feel bad for you, son. I got 95 problems, but a bitch ain't one. And then, and, then that's, and then that's like a, a masterpiece to people. It's like... So, I don't know if that's a masterpiece. To I, me, that's like he's, having, he's making a song. Yeah. When I think of It's a Hard Knock Life, though. That's pretty good. Song. It's genius, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's the theme chorus from Annie. Yeah. And he just sits back on that track, dude, he and he like, good. he express. he doesn't, it's not lame at all, dude. No, I never said it was lame. No, no, I know, but I'm yeah, saying yeah. like... It's to me that is like something like uh, something happened through him that like is just was perfect. It's like yeah, he's he's so he also time. fucked up that the late the late the artist you told me about um, Abramovich, Marina. Abramovich? Yeah, he screwed up one of her um, art shows or something. Like he showed up and like started blasting his music and came out and was like yo 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 and like Jay Z, yeah, and like walked really? up to her and she's just looking at him like. 
Really? Look it up. It's real strange. I wouldn't see Jay-Z doing that. I, can't, I think I can't it was colla- corab- uh, collaborated on. I think they both decided to do it. Marina tried to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think so. I could see that failing because they no, tried to make it failed. work. it failed. It was real weird. I yeah, could see them being weird. like, this would be a cool idea, and then never working. Mm. Like, Linkin Park and Jay-Z can only happen once. Like that's That was a really cool, cool album. I remember blasting that shit for every day before going to workouts with you. It was good, dude. Yeah. So, so I watched a documentary of that too, by the way, the making of that. Yeah. But to tie it up, I just want to put this out here into the ether. I have, you know how people always ask you, I want to ask you the answer to this question. You asked me about Jedi's, I didn't know the answer. Right. Who, if you could have lunch with anyone, who would you want to have lunch with? Like, hang out with, talk alive to. Alive or dead? Not dead. Not just dead, alive. Just like alive. Right now, you get to have an hour and a half hangout sesh. You know, there's no time limit to it, but it's like we're anyone here, in the world, anyone in the world who's hanging around. Like, who would you wanna, who would you wanna kick it with? As of this moment, right now, yeah, my boy Chat, my boy Chat. You'd want to see him? Fuck yeah! I don't, I don't know any of those celebrities. I'd rather see my homie. You know what I mean? Someone I know. Okay. And no, I know I have a good time. Yeah. You know what I mean? But if it would had to be somebody I didn't know, like a celebrity, it would probably be. I'm torn between Roger Waters and David Gilmore. Ooh, I'd want two to talk, different sides of the I know, story. I I'd want to talk to one of them. I'm Man. thinking Roger because Roger's a little more aggressive. He's a little more aggressive and he's more open. That's what I mean. David Gilmore seems like he's real quiet, doesn't like to talk very much. Yeah. I don't know, man, because like, now that I say that out loud, I'm thinking there's so many other people in the world. Waters I mean, is more expressive, way more expressive. Yeah, and his daughter's a cutie. Is she? His daughter's pretty hot. Mm. Uh, if David Bowie was still alive, I would have said David Bowie. So who would you who would you if you if you could meet with anyone alive or dead? Alive or dead? Yeah, dead. Who would you want to hang out with? Julius Caesar would be a cool pick. Wow, you went way back. Yeah, Julius Did Caesar. You see that what that guy was like? Huh? Or maybe even Jesus? Nazareth. Did you know Jesus, Jesus was a Jew? Of Nazareth. He was a, he was a Jew. <laughs> He was a Jew. Man. So I had thought, until hearing all your responses, that yeah. I would want to hang out with Jay-Z, but I changed my mind. <laughs> my answer to that Jay-Z one, wouldn't be fun to hang no, no, out no. with. I, this kid, on, the, a dude I met on the cruise asked me who I would want on a feature, if I could choose anyone to be featured with. Dale? Dale asked me, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I chose, I chose Jay-Z, and I stick with that one for okay. two reasons. One, I think he's, I think he's great. I just... His vibe, his energy, and two, there's so much to learn from him business-wise, experience-wise. Yeah. I mean, and also, like, he's got – he always he always seems so grounded, and it, I just feel like it'd be cool to have him on my docket to, like, get advice from and shit. Like, he seems really fucking smart. No, I'm sure he is. He's very business savvy. He has to be with the and he, money he makes. he's what we would refer to as a real one. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's so, a real one. But now that I'm, I'm like – rude. If I could have a hang with somebody, man, you're right. That's a tough one to answer, dude. I wouldn't want to... I don't know if I, there's many people I'd want to just go have lunch with. I'd want to do a podcast with Marin. That's... But we'd what be about doing Larry something. David? Would you want to talk to him? Larry, I'd want to... I wouldn't want to... I'd want to work with Larry. That's... I'd want to sit yeah, in a writer's room. He wouldn't want to work with you. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I would... See, he I was like to work with anybody. I was listening to this podcast. This dude's first time acting or whatever. He's on set with Robert De Niro... Joe Pesci and Martin Scorsese. They're making the the Irishman. Oh which yeah. Which is one we can good. we'll, we'll yeah, watch that yeah, one for the show. Definitely. That's coming up people. The Irishman. I know a little bit about that story too. I don't know anything yeah, about it. So about I'm, it. I'm I'm stoked for it. But he's he's on the set. It's like the first scene first day 
and like they do their shit and then after every take Scorsese, Pesci and De Niro huddle up. They're they're doing the movie together. That's crazy. They're they're talking about what worked, what didn't work. They're yeah. reassessing, they're reassigning people. Pesci's the bomb. He hasn't been in a movie in a man. long time. I'm excited to see Me him. Me too. I, I just want to see him again. I was yeah, I was I'm like worried about that they guy. They had to I've convince him to to do the role. You know that? Really? Pesci was like I'm retired. Like I'm not doing it. Yeah, he's and been sc- retired. Yeah, and Scorsese forever. was like one more time, dude. Like, come on. <laughs> one more big one, And then De Niro baby. was like, well, one more time. Because they were in... Did you ever watch uh, Bull... Raging Bull? Fuck yeah, it's a great movie. Passion I like the part where he's like, hit me, hit me. Hit me harder. Hit me harder. Hit yeah. me harder. And the... the goo. Yeah. Goo. It's like, it's like cartoonish. Yeah. Well, no, they actually were hitting each other, is what I've read. Oh, really? I've read that it was... They said that De Niro could have been a professional boxer. The amount of he trained and stuff, and then he actually gained all the weight all back the way. the last scene. I watched this first scene. I watched this scene from Deer Hunter the other day. Yeah, last Mal? night. Mao was it the Mao scene? Mao, yeah, dude. dude that's but intense. I'd, I'd forgotten how De Niro got out of it. Remember? He oh going, yeah, he, he he plays the game, dude. He goes he goes angry as fuck. He yeah. gets mad, and then he starts getting crazy like all yeah, the other like, filmmakers. Ah, he's yeah. just laughing. He's just like, ah, this is great. This is great. And then and then he pulls well, he, the old fast one. I think he starts laughing because he's like, oh, you guys don't know what the fuck's about to happen. Oh, I'm yeah. about to fucking kill all of you. And he's like, ah, that's what he does. He so pretends crazy. like he's gonna shoot himself in the head. Yeah. And then he grabs the guy's gun and starts, and starts firing. firing. It's yeah. like he gained control. Of yeah, remember he puts like three three bullets. And he's like, I'll play. And he still has to play the game for a couple rounds, you remember? Uh-huh. So he's got like four rounds and a six shooter because there's four people. And he does it. And he's like, oh, my God. And does it. And he's like, oh, I can't believe that worked. And he puts it down. And then he's like, just go. And he, remember, the guy bungles the thing. Uh-huh. He shoots. He scrapes his head. And he's like, okay, there's one round. And then he grabs it. And he goes, bop, 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 bop. It's crazy, dude. Such Great movie. Did you know that um, a guy turned down that role and his, his career went down the toilet? I can't remember the name of the actor. I can't remember the so name. So we never even got to know who it was. No, but he, he was like a real big in the 80s, and then like he turned down Deer Hunter and couldn't get shit after that. Oh. Yeah. He, anyway. Man. I anyway, gotta be. Yeah, I gotta get We gotta roll, wrap this up. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. And we'll be back next, uh, next week. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Take the baseline out. Uh-huh. Shit, uh-huh. go. From standing on the corners bopping to driving some of the hottest cars New Yorkers ever seen, for dropping some of the hottest verses rappers ever heard, from the dope spot with the smoke block clinging the murder scene. You know me well from nightmares of a lonely cell. My only hell, but since when y'all niggas know me to fail? Fuck nah, we all my niggas with the rubber grips or shots. And if you with me, mama, rub on your tits and whatnot. I'm from the school of the hard knocks. We must not let outsiders violate our blocks. And my block, let's stick up the world and split it 50-50. Uh-huh, let's take the dough and stay real jiggy. Uh-huh, let's sip the Chris and get pissy pissy. Flow infinitely like the memory of my nigga Biggie. Baby, you know it's hell when I come through. The life and times of Sean Carter, nigga, volume two. Y'all niggas get ready. I flow for those drove out. All my niggas like.
locked down in the 10 by 4 Controlling the house, we live in hard knocks We don't take over, we ball blocks Burn them down and you can have it back, daddy I'd rather that, I float for chicks wishing They ain't have to strip the pay tuition I see your vision, mama I put my money on the long shots All my ballers, that's born the clock No more be on top, whether I perform or not I went from lukewarm to hot Sleeping on futons and cots, the king size Green machines, the green fives, the scene pies Let the thing between my eyes and the lies Life ills, then I put it down tight real I'm tight grill with the phony Rappers, y'all might feel we homies I'm like still, y'all don't know me Shit, I'm tight real When my situation ain't improving I'm trying to murder everything moving Feel me? Gotta eat, stay on my toes Got a lot of beef, so logically I pray on my foes Hustlers still inside of me And as far as progress, you be hard-pressed To find another rapper hot as me I gave you prophecy on my first joint And y'all all lamed out Didn't really appreciate it Till the second one came out So I stretched the game out Extra name out Put Jigger on top And drop albums non-stop for your nigga